Good afternoon. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am, broadcasting live here from the studios in Nam, Melbourne. Welcome to Queering the Air. I'm Jacob Gamble, your host, and I'll be taking you through the next hour until four o'clock. And before I begin, I just want to start by acknowledging that today we are broadcasting from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. I want to extend that respect to elders past and present and acknowledge any queer Indigenous people listening into the program today. Thank you for being here. Um, and speaking of queer Indigenous talent, I actually went to this amazing event last night uh, called Auntie at the, the Melbourne Fringe Commons at the Trade Hall um, and saw some really cool DJs there. So shout out to uh, Miss Catalina, who was the, the opening act. Um, and also saw uh, James Crothers, who's known by his stage name as Lion. Um, and on top of that, there was just a number of really incredible uh, Pacifica and Aboriginal performers there. So thank you for such a fun night. Um, and we've actually got a, a queer Pacifica rapper who will be coming on our show today. His name is July, um, emerging artist from Nam in the southeast specifically. Um, and we had a really fun chat, um, very chill chat about their new tracks, Baddie Bottoms and Coffee and Sex. Um, so that one will be coming up later in the show at about 3.30 and obviously just a warning as well that one does contain some adult themes so not one for the kids um, but I'm really excited to bring you our first segment as well which will be about a group of youth advocates who recently participated in the YMCA Victorian Youth Parliament. If you haven't heard of the Youth Parliament before it's a program that brings together over 140 young people from across regional and metropolitan Melbourne um, who come together to form, uh, develop bills and then debate them in Parliament House. And this one team from Ballarat came up with a bill called the Gender and Romantic Sexual Minorities Inclusive Education Bill and it was all about making sure that young queer and trans students feel included and seen in the curriculum. So we had a really fantastic chat um, with Hades and Holly from that team and and shout out to the two of them for coming all the way from Ballarat today. So that one um, will be coming up first. So expect that at about 3.05. I'm going to jump to a couple of community service announcements and I'll be right back after this. Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter. Family is a not-for-profit organization providing a peer support group for loved ones including parents, siblings, extended family, and friends of a trans and gender diverse person. Trans Family runs discussion groups in person and online. We offer a safe space to share your experiences, ask any questions regarding your situation, and provide peer support. We are especially keen to hear from loved ones in regional and rural Victoria. Donations to Trans Family are tax deductible. For more information, visit transfamily.org.au or look for us on Facebook. Trans Family is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back, 3CR Queering the Air here on your Sunday afternoon. My name is Jacob. And thanks for joining us today. Um, we just had a little introduction before those community service announcements, if you're just joining us. I'm going to jump to a quick track now. This one is called Femininity by Emma Vollard. 
And when we come back, we're going to be hearing from two youth advocates speaking about um, their bill that they presented to youth parliament uh, to make education more inclusive for LGBT plus young people. Stay on this now. 
That track was Femininity by Emma Vollard, and you are on 3CR, Queering the Air. Up next, we're going to be hearing from two youth advocates all the way from Ballarat. Uh, Holly and Hades were both members of a team of young people who participated in the YMCA Victoria Youth Parliament, which, if you haven't heard of it before, it's a program that brings together a number of young people from across the state to develop and debate bills in the Victorian Parliament House. And their bill was um, special to me in particular because it covers inclusive education for gender, romantic and sexual minorities. Uh, So I had a chat with them earlier today. So I'm in the studio with the wonderful Hades and Holly who have finished up last month at the YMCA Victorian Youth Parliament where they presented a bill on gender and sexual romantic minorities, uh, inclusive education. So welcome to the studio. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Maybe we can start if you just want to introduce yourselves. So what are your names, your pronouns, how old are you and where are you from? I'm Holly. I use she, her pronouns and I'm from Ballarat and I'm 24. Uh, my name's Hades. I use they, them pronouns. I am 16 years old, actually 17 in 11 days. Wow. So I'm also from Ballarat. Sensational. Um, and so you've conceptualised this bill, the, the gender... Let me get the name right, sorry. <laughs> uh, the, the Gender, Romantic and Sexual Minorities Inclusive Education Bill for the Youth Parliament Program. Tell me a bit about what the process was like piecing that together. The process, piecing it together, was pretty interesting, I'd say, because obviously Ballarat doesn't have a lot of areas where we can meet up together that isn't kind of like an awkward space where we can (laughs) do proper work. I think our first meeting spot was... um, Maccas. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Maccas in like Wendery, which was like not the best place because it was kind of hard to reach. But um, and then we kind of end up going to the Y building for a bunch of the leftover meetings. Mm. But... um, Mostly it was the first few meetings was kind of everyone trying to get to understand what we want the bill to be about and our experiences. So trying to talk about what we think deserves to be in the bill and why it deserves to be there. We consulted with um, a lot of people in the community, like friends. Um, I even popped into um, Ballarat has this wonderful uh group that meets up every Thursday, Rainbow Coffee, and it's geared towards more of the older community. And yeah, I popped in to have a chat with them and I just really valued all the wonderful experiences they brought in to help develop this bill. Yeah, that's amazing. So the the Rainbow Cafe, is that like a, a local coffee spot in Ballarat? Um, it's hosted at um, this place called um Barclay Square is it? A Apo- Apoda Courage which is oh, yeah. another wonderful program. I <laughs> I can't do it justice talking about the story behind that but yeah it's it's this social group that meets up every Thursday there and it's just such a wonderful wonderful um time to bring together all members of the Ballarat community like just being present in that room and knowing that generations like before you like exist and thrive, it's something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I want to uh, learn a bit more about what the bill covers. So um, I watched the debate uh, <laughs> and it was really interesting to me that the opposition team actually stopped sort of refuting the bill, didn't they? And, <laughs> yeah. they, and they were like, oh, actually, this is a great bill. We really want to pass it. So... Uh, maybe you can give us some insights into, yeah, what you're you're trying to legislate. Absolutely. Um, so one of the big things that was in our bill was just educating teachers and having that, the resources for students who don't have that because one of our big points was that students who don't have the resources will try and find those resources from unreliable places such as like porn obviously which is a very unreliable source the internet google etc and we talked to obviously people in our groups and we shared that because that was such a thing we were passionate about because obviously we had a real experience we understood how it affected our relationships and how because we didn't have the proper knowledge from school which is supposed to teach us these things we weren't safe Mm. 
So I know a large part of it was teacher training yeah. um, in LGBTQIA plus inclusion. What were some of the other things that you were hoping to achieve with this bill? One of the things that really shocked me when I did go to Rainbow Coffee, I asked the older generation what their sex ed was like and the things they described was pretty much identical to what we have today. Like it's not just an issue for like queer people, like sex ed in schools is rubbish (laughs) it's lacking it's not teaching us anything and it's not only like not inclusive to people who are queer but it's also not inclusive to people who are infertile because it doesn't teach us about IVF and it doesn't teach us about adoption which is a pretty big thing in our world because we have foster families and stuff like that and there's if we're not learning about this in school where else are we supposed to learn it from yeah and we mentioned a lot about STI or prevention but also um, living with it and knowing that like cures are available it's not like a death sentence it was years ago Mm, so important I think I remember my experience of sexual education was yeah quite (laughs) not good uh, to say the least Um, so it's yeah it's definitely great to see this being advocated for and What's sort of your personal connection to this issue? Like, what inspired you to pursue um, this topic? Uh, For me, I think the main thing was that at my school, it was supposed to be an inclusive community. I grew up, obviously, very religious and Catholic, and I didn't have access to that media when I was young, so I didn't realise my sexuality until year seven. I always knew something was off but I didn't know words like transgender. I didn't know anything. And I remember the first time one of my friends told me they were trans, I didn't know how to react because I just didn't know what the word meant. I Googled it and I said, that's great. I'm happy for you. (laughs) And now I'm sitting here, obviously, non-binary, using they, them pronouns. And it's, I feel I had to find that information online. I didn't Mm. have access to that through school. And what we learn at school is that sex is binary and Mm -hmm. you only have that option. So it's either you choose or you don't. And Sex I think is binary and bad. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, like we were mostly taught abstinence. My my teacher literally showed that Moon Girls clip: "Don't have sex, or you'll get pregnant and die." He literally—that's oh, yeah. that's how he introduced sex ed to oh us. Oh my goodness! I think so we got we got to see a video of um, Lockie Leonard. That's what oh. we saw, and it was like this doesn't feel appropriate for a year seven class, but go off. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was. I think also the experience of being outed by some of my teachers, Mm -hmm. which was like a big part of it. I wanted, and they didn't do it out of ill intent, it was to make me more comfortable. Mm. And obviously I'm so thankful for that, but it was that fact that I wasn't ready to share it Mm. when they were. And that was a big thing and uh, not a lot of people get that. And obviously it's hard for teachers who don't have the resources to learn about trans students and, you know, whether you're accepting or not, it's just something you need to know. Mm. You know, ignorance is not fun. Mm. Yeah, on my end, I didn't, like, I completely repressed my sexuality until I was, like, 18. So all throughout high school, like, there was never any other options other than, like, heteronormativity and things like that. And it just, yeah, it just comes from me from such a place of, like, deep passion seeing what's happening in America the don't say gay laws and knowing that like progress is happening and I see that the age difference between me and Hades it isn't that big but um I've already seen so much change in schools Mm. and stuff and it can only go further from here we can't go back to um what these bills in America for example are trying to do exactly like somewhat, I think in South Australia, there's a rule where religious schools can kick out queer students, mm. and that to me was such a like thing, like a hard thing to hear because being I always knew I was queer as a kid. I only had one gay person around me, and that was my mum's friend. But I always knew that I wasn't straight. Yeah, me and too. And <laughs> it was just so hard to process that, and obviously be such a devout Catholic that I was, but I never thought it was a bad thing. So. Mm. Always not knowing that, always knowing that I wasn't straight and not knowing that it was okay for that. Yeah, definitely. And it was just a really, and even in Ballarat, there's so many queer students in religious schools in there. I know if we had that bill in Australia, like in Victoria, (laughs) so many students would be, you know, kicked out 
and that's just not a great thing. Mm-hmm. And in your experience, Hades, how kind of literate would you say most teachers are around pronouns and kind of gender <laughs> stuff like uh, that? Pronouns are a very big problem unless your pronouns are she or him. Mm. <laughs> so I have, I still get misgendered by a bunch of my teachers, but they're trying. They really do try. Mm-hmm. And it's a great thing to see that they're trying, but obviously you're not going to get everything right 100% of the time. I mean, I misgender myself half the time too. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that you've got to learn. Um, I know a lot of some of the teachers who are more progressive in my school ask on the first day, they give us like a slip and say, what, what's your preferred name and pronoun so we can use it. Mm. Oh, that's and really cool. Yeah, it's a really good thing. And then we get set back by other teachers or substitute teachers who don't know any better. But See, yeah. I hear things like that and stuff was like that even like seven or so years ago when I was in high school, wasn't even like a thing. It wasn't considered or anything. I think there was only about like, one or two people that are out when I was in high school. No, absolutely. I think the community obviously is more out and about, but even at my somewhat progressive school, there's still kids who are scared to walk around school and be themselves because they're scared of what's going to happen because obviously Bella, it's a very regional area. There's not a lot of people, well, people-wise. But um, like I remember walking around school just walking to my senior building right behind one of my favourite teachers and a student from a younger year level called me the F-slur. And I was like, I'm not even doing anything. I'm walking to my class and you're treating me like this? And that's not fair. (laughs) And if it's ignorance or just trying to be cool, like... Mm. Mm. And it's, it's such a shame that so much of that mistreatment is such normal experiences for for queer students and you touched a bit on um Ballarat being like a regional center Mm. I want to ask what do you think are some of the unique challenges for regional students versus say your uh, peers uh, going to metropolitan schools having a safe space where students and obviously younger people can gather because a lot of it is not being able to have someone to drive you to a place Mm. or because obviously our public transport's not the greatest. It's having to try and make sure that you're able to get home at night because our public transport stops at, I think, 6 o'clock for the buses. And then it's just that accessibility that's a really big problem because at least I know my bus only comes like every two hours, Mm. which was always a big struggle when wanting to do stuff like after school. And... Yeah, especially with all the roadworks now. So we've had a lot of roadworks and a lot of interruptions and stuff like that. But um, really the only safe spaces that we've kind of had is like I'd say our library, our public library in Ballarat Central, I want to say. And then obviously Barclay Square, which is like kind of a common meeting place. But yeah, for most of them... queer groups floating around like Zark is run by Headspace. Yeah. And we do also have like a few... Um, I'd say, like, meetups and stuff. I know we had, like, um, a dance that I went back to in Dalesford, though. I had to drive Mm. to Dalesford to go to a queer dance. Mm. And I think the last queer dance that was actually held in Ballarat was at the Ballarat Tech School in 2018. Wow. Which is when I was in Year 7, so I'm in Year 11 now. And that's – it's just not great. And obviously COVID is a big thing. But, yeah, um, yeah, not even an online one. So And even, like, people my age, like, I see all these minus 18 events that, like, I would have mm-hmm. loved to go to, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know my sexuality until I was, like, over 18. It was already, like, too late to go to all these events. But, yeah, there's still that huge, like, um, thing of, oh, once you finish school and you're gay, you go off into the big city. Like, all of my friends are from Melbourne. Yeah. It's it's just so incredibly isolating sometimes. <laughs> Definitely. It's just hard being in a small town because you know everyone. <laughs> and, like, if you say the wrong thing to someone else, you will be at it, like, obviously. And, like, sometimes you queer people, like, if you look openly queer, obviously, if you look different than what the, the majority look like, you will get, like, barked at at, like, a Macca's or something, mm. which has happened more times than I care to admit. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's just, I feel, we don't even feel safe in our town and that's not something that should be happening. And I think it would definitely, I think we can at least improve the treatment of queer people if we helped with ignorance and taught Mm. this stuff in school. 
Absolutely. And, and that leads well into my next question, <laughs> which is what message would you have for educators um, about LGBT plus inclusivity at school? Please be open-minded. Just because a student is trans doesn't automatically mean that we are predatory and we deserve the same treatment as other people. And honestly, who cares what bathroom we use? Mm. A bathroom is a bathroom. And we shouldn't have to beg for a key to open up, like, you know, a unisex bathroom that's used as storage. Like, that's... It's just not fair. And we should be treated as the other students. And, like... I don't get it. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me as yeah. to why we are treated so differently. It's, it's not your job to police who people are. Like, um, I'm staying at TAFE at the moment doing early childhood education and something that really stuck with me that came up is um, disciplining children for who they are or their wants or actual needs discipline doesn't work it just generates self-hatred anxiety that person is still gonna be who they are inside whether you yell at them or give them um detention or what (laughs) yeah and i know my school does a lot of false inclusivity so during pride month one day they'll put up the pride flag and then the next i remember um, they ha- they were su- handing out cupcakes if you promised not to be homophobic, and oh I was God. just like, I looked, I was looking looking at my friend. I'm like, like, what are you t- like? What's this doing? This is just rewarding people, even if they are homophobic. Mm. Like, how are you going to tell if someone's homophobic just because they pledge to it? Mm. You know, I pledge not to be a bad person, and they still will be. <laughs> and a big oh, actually, my school recently blocked a dead name remover. So I have, I, the school refuses to change, obviously, my legal name off my laptop. So I had a app on my computer to change my names just to make me a little more comfortable. And they recently blocked access wow. to it. Oh, so, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was like I a didn't very big it was so... shock. And it's, yeah. not even, it's not even just blocked access at school. It's blocked access altogether. Yeah. So admin has blocked it. And wow. when I saw that, I was just so distraught. I like called up my friends and I'm just like, I can't deal with this. Like, I don't feel comfortable. Mm. And it's and if I, I know if I go and, like, say something to the school, they won't care. Mm. Unfortunately, we are not their top priority. Their pr- top priority is locking the bathroom so people don't vape or check their phones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just wish they thought about it a little more. They mm. thought about what this can do to people. Because well, yeah. dysphoria is a really scary thing. And not being able to like yourself because you don't yeah. present in a certain way is such a scary thing and you're not really going to be inclusive unless you take everything into account yeah mental health is something we really thought about with this bill too like just having all these um resources available in one place it can do a lot for like self-confidence and self-esteem and just knowing that you're valid basically (laughs) absolutely Mm, I think there's so many important issues for regional LGBTQ plus people um, to unpack here. But I want to know what's next uh, for the two of you in your advocacy. Ah, um, I think what's next is I think we're talking to actually one of our ministers for Wendery, Juliana Addison. We have a meeting with her and hopefully we get to talk about our bill and hopefully have her support it because it's something we deeply care about. Um, recently I went to a photo shoot for the, through the Western Bulldogs for our, their pride game and just seeing all the people who came from like different areas and queer spaces was just amazing. Obviously it's a photo, it's for an opportunity, but like just seeing the people show up and being excited, actually excited to like do these kind of things with people and talk about it is such just a powerful thing because like obviously years and years ago, yeah you know people didn't even like talking about it like i know my grandmother who's only in her 50s still uses outdated terms exactly and having to explain to her that it's not okay to ask someone oh what bathroom do you use if they're trans is not and they say oh we're from a different generation but then you go to places like rainbow coffee in ballarat and you see the people who are like who have gone through those experiences and like who was a different generation for then if they still existed (laughs) Absolutely. And just the 
not thinking that it's because they're from a different generation is just different generations just ignorance yeah you can always learn something like how teachers have to renew their teaching every couple of months mm. or something like that you can always learn something new that was Hades and Holly there speaking on their bill, the Gender, Romantic and Sexual Minorities Bill that was presented to the 2022 YMCA Youth Parliament. And it's all about creating safer and more inclusive education uh, for LGBT plus young people. And up next, we're going to be hearing from uh, a rapstress a baddie, a Leo King, if you will. His name's July, and he is a queer Pacifica rapper um, who makes music for the girls, the gays, and the them theys. Uh, and I'm really excited to be bringing you this conversation. Um, super lovely energy and, yeah, just wholesome vibes. So I hope you enjoy. Here's part one of our chat. I'm I the glowing, illustrious, multi-talented July. Welcome to 3CR. Hello, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to have you in on this Sunday morning. Mm. How are you going today? Thank you so much. I am going well. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe let's start off if you just want to introduce yourself to some of our listeners who may not have heard of you. So name, pronouns, um, Something that you can't get out of your head this week as well. Oh, okay. Um, hello, my name is July, spelt J-U-L-A-I. I am a queer Pacifica artist from the southeastern suburbs of Naum. And I make music for the girls, gays, and them days. Sting. Something that I can't get out of my head right now. Honestly, I've been listening to this new K-pop group called New Jeans. And their song, Cookie... Okay, look, as com- controversial as it is, <laughs> um, I fucking just love the way it's been constructed. And yeah, I really, really enjoy their sound and their look. And yeah, I think my bias right now is um, Minji. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> love you, K-pop. Uh. <laughs> Shout out to Minji, <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> love you, Minji. <laughs> Um, and so you are a, a rapstress or a, yes. a singer-songwriter? I would say definitely um, rapstress, but um, with a little bit of like melodic rapping mm-hmm. on the side. So yeah, I think that's kind of like where my sound is right now. Mm. And yeah. how did you get started? And what was kind of like the creative inspiration? Was there a point in time where you saw someone rap and you were like, oh my God, I want that <laughs> to be me? It's actually so crazy. Um I actually didn't even know this would become a thing. I always knew when I was younger that I was going to do something great, but I didn't know, like, what it was. I I always thought it would be a performer, but I thought it was backup dancing, but it really wasn't. Because I started off as a dancer first. Mm. But then, um, during the first lockdown, COVID, um, my brothers do music. And we're in the garage, like, because that's that's where I stay. My room's in the garage. And I was like, wait, let me pick up the mic real quick and just like, just have fun, like connect with my brothers a bit more. And then when I did it, I was like, whoa, I actually kind of like this. And then I just went with the flow. And then all of a sudden I got a gig at, um, I think it was like Leap and Bound for Thursdays. Did that for the first time and then got my first gig at Honcho, um, just down the road as well. And that's kind of how it came about, like music. It was really just something I didn't really think too much about. And now I'm doing music like as my full time. So it's kind of it's kind of a blessing. Wow, in- incredible career pivot there. What the were you doing before really- you were focusing on this? Oh crazy. I was looking at Culture Kings. <laughs> it's I know it's so different. Retail yeah. King. I was I was doing back of house at Culture Kings. Mm. Um and then made my way into music i was doing music during the time um during at the same time but recently i think like about maybe like three three months ago i recently quit culture kings and started doing music full-time and ever since i decided to do that my life has really like shifted to complement my dreams and my goals so yeah it's been such a blessing honestly like i feel so blessed and grateful for the universe. <laughs> yes. 
That's so special. And you performed um, Leaps and Bounds. You did Honcho. Yes. What have been some of the other highlights so far? Oh, my gosh. Um, I res- At the beginning of the year, I did Midsummer, the main stage. And that was probably my biggest performance I've ever done. Um, the, the crowd was crazy, like crazy huge. And then I ended up getting a gig at Gay Times, side, um, the side stage. And yeah, um, there has been a few talks about like me doing some stuff next year. I'm not going to talk too much on it, but I'm really excited for those. And that's even bigger than what I anticipated that I'll do. So I'm excited for that too. But definitely Midsummer and Gay Times Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what's sort of the best part? about performing for you oh honestly not even the end goal like i think it's the process like working with my dancers shout out to Chantal bala and justiana um they're my two main dancers that i dance with on stage and they are just like working with them is my favorite and shout out to nicole damasa and davina because they make it happen and um they hire out the space and whatnot. So I, I really think... I'm a big believer of, like, smell the roses. Mm. Like, smelling the roses during the process. And um, I think that's the most important part of everything, like, that I go through when it comes to doing a set for shows and not, and whatnot. I love that philosophy about sort of respecting and enjoying the process. Yeah. Not just the end product, because... It's uh, really important. Well, that's the thing. It's just that, like, the end product is literally, like, a minute. Mm. Where the process kind of, like, sticks with you. I think the process um, determines how you feel in the end, if that Mm. makes sense. So, I really, like, hold the process dear to my heart. So, yeah, that's kind of the vibes. <laughs> I love it. Um, and you just released a track, Batty Bottoms. Yes, I did. With this amazing visualizer where everyone was wearing pink. Which oh. I, thought, I was like, oh, my God, I love. <laughs> um, tell us, how did you go about writing and producing slash recording this song? Oh, wow, Batty Bottoms. Um, it was really crazy. I think it was... I think it was November the 20, 2021 when I first wrote it. Um, I came back from work one day and I was actually seeing a guy at the time. Um, but he was like, D-Lo. We love everybody. Don't get me wrong. We love everybody. <laughs> but he was D-Lo and he was like bottom shaming me for like a bit. And I was like, well, first of all, I need to like take this power back. Because like, mm. um, yeah, it, it just like influenced the songwriting and i was like nah nah f this i'm gonna pick up the mic and just like speak my shit like on on the mic and yeah that's why i started the line line off with like where his name on my chain so he know he was the baddest like i'm like taking the power back empowering like bottoms and um yeah and it was also during the time where like on tiktok people were like going ham on the bottoms you know what i mean like bottoms are like crazy and emotional and whatnot i was like whoa let me let me do something real quick let me draw a line in the sand and stop bottom shaming literally i was like first of all you're not effing me Mm. i'm effing you (laughs) so yeah that's that's kind of like um how it came about uh yeah and it was during the summer too so it was like the perfect like summer anthem for me Mm -hmm. but it's been a long process. Um, finally released it like a year and a half. Um, and yeah, it's been doing really well. I've recently just hit like 2,000 streams. So I'm like so grateful. Thank Congrats. you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for streaming Batty Bottoms. I love you. <laughs> so Illy. special. Um, and what a fun song to perform live as well. Oh I know everyone really gets into that one. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Like performing live, it's probably my favorite song. Mm. Perform. I mean, Coffee and Sax is pretty good. Not gonna lie, but Betty Bottoms like ha- is really dear to my heart. It's my baby. So mm-hmm. yeah, more on Coffee and Sex later. But first, <laughs> <laughs> I've got the lyrics up in front of me, and wow. I'm, I'm gonna read some of them out. And I wonder if you can unpack, of course, the the hidden, the overt, or the covert <laughs> meaning. Oh, I love this. This is good. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so in your chorus, you have thick boy, pretty. Fight a bitch for his daddy. (laughs) 
Maybe I'm a Leo. <laughs> I'm a Leo. Like, you know, I have to. Like, I'm so... I'm, like, territorial in the most healthiest way. Um, and, yeah, I think, like, the scene here is very... Like, correct me if I'm wrong. But, personally, I feel like the scene's very... Um, Twinkish. <laughs> so I was like, babe, sorry, I do not resonate with that. I'm a mm. thick boy. Like, mm-hmm. I love going to the gym. I love eating. So I was like, let me um, represent the Pacifica boys real quick. Um, but yeah, thick boy, pretty fighter bitch for his daddy. I'm territorial as well, in the most healthiest way. I love. So a few different meanings in there. <laughs> you know, pride. come on. Leo energy. Yes, we and love. I'm Samoan, so. Babes <laughs> <laughs> <Babes> wear. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, now, this one here, it's, it's a little more explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I want to I wanna unpack yep. what you what was going through your mind when you wrote this one. <laughs> Fucking and sucking as if on the dick. <laughs> Just that one? Yeah, that's it. Fucking and sucking I dip on the dick. The next word is the next lyrics is I'm so excited I trip on the dick mm. sit on the wand do magic trick call me call the me rabbit, rabbit I, I hop on it, it. <laughs> it's literally um, I was like referencing like a magician mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know um, pulling the rabbit out of the hat mm-hmm. but fucking the second I dip on the dick is I just wanted to like well the thing is the song is actually speaking about like one person in particular so like my man because. Mm. Naturally, I feel like I'm not sexy. I, f- I feel like I um, I lead more with, like, wholesomeness. Mm-hmm. So that side of me, the sexual side of me is very privileged, like, for my man only that I express through my music, if that makes sense. Mm. But fucking the second I dip on the dick is, like, you know, I'm just, like, showing you, like, what I can do, you know what I mean? Like, babe. <laughs> It's just if you got resume, the privilege, really. <laughs> if you got the privilege, I can do that for you. You know what I mean? But that's something you you have to work for. Of course, you can't get that on one night. Nah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Um, another line that really stood out to me: gripping on my ass to ensure I eat the cabbage. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, Jacob. Um, we're eating our greens. Is that what we're trying to say? I, do you do you know the the um, meme? Of the the queer guy, like queer guy, and he goes, yeah, you know that I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, eat my rice of cabbage. Ass so fat, he wanna grab it. Do you do you know that? No. So it it was like I think it was a vine, like mm. during the vine days, and it was like big during my time. Mm-hmm. And so I I wanted to reference that because like a lot of um. I think a lot of queer people know it. So then I, I was like gripping on my ass to ensure I eat the cabbage as a reference to what he said. Um, yeah, eat my rice of cabbage. So, yeah. So, just to clarify, for someone who's, like, deprived of um, pop pop culture knowledge, (laughs) eating the cabbage. Yes. What do we mean? It means, like, you're eating good. Like, you're thick. Mm -hmm. That's why I was, like, thick boy, pretty fat a bitch for his daddy. Like, I'm letting you know that gripping on my ass to ensure I eat the cabbage. Like, he's ensuring that I'm thick. Like, Uh that I'm eating good. This is a really holistic exploration of <laughs> You know, it goes beyond just being a hoe. I think. <laughs> but like, like I said, like the song is um, written from the perspective of like for one person. Mm-hmm. Like he's my man and I'm going to spoil him. But also I got the power. Mm. You know what I mean? You're on 3CR Queering the Air, and at the moment we're listening to a segment uh, with July, who is a queer Pacifica rapstress, um, and they've just released a couple of tracks. One of them is called Coffee and Sex, and the other one's called Batty Bottoms, uh, which we were just talking about. Little language warning as well. Um, this segment contains a lot of talk um, of stuff that you probably don't want to be exposing your kids to, or if anyone's under 18 and listening, maybe tune back in uh, at four o'clock. But now we're going to jump to one of July's songs. This one is called Coffee and Sex. Uh, 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 uh,
like it food cream. Daddy got that food cream on. No soy milk, like that long black straw. Taste some brown sugar with that whipped cream. Ow. Bust it wide open, leave a taste in your mouth. I like that food cream. Daddy got that food cream on. No soy milk, like that long black straw. Taste some brown sugar with that whipped cream. Ow. Add a couple diamonds to the wrist. If I throw it back, add another rack, work the pole. Be out by six, make your money. My vision green. Give a lap dance to Mr. King. Place your hands up upon my jeans. I shake my ass, fulfill his dreams. You know we bad bitches. Get what I want, you know we sad bitches. Make what I want, you know I'm icy. My clothes they be pricey. Walking, it's a crime scene. Favorite flavored ice cream. I like your food cream, daddy got that food cream on. No soy milk, like that long. With that whipped cream, ow. Bust it wide open, leave a taste in your mouth. I like that full cream, daddy got that full cream on. No soy milk, like that long black straw. Taste some brown sugar with that whipped cream, ow. Bust it wide open, okay, leave that okay, taste okay, in your okay, mouth. Okay, okay, okay. Bitch, when I pop off, step back, bunny got me a new ride, and I like that. Clap rock diamonds in a chain, and I give good brain. And my daddy ain't like that. And I get what I want. Louis the Gucci, the back of the truck. Filter the brain for a bitch like me. Money in the sky and the brain on me. Facts on facts and I'm real, I see. Watch out, glisten and bling. 24 carats and scene. Uh, name another bitch like me. Uh, dripping and swimming in gold. Up on these bitches, I'm out of control. Rocking my diamonds and rocking my pearls. She laughing the vine and I'm repping my girls. Uh. That was Coffee and Sex uh, by July, who is a, uh, a rapstress. Um, we're in the middle of a, a long chat that we had earlier today, all about uh, their artistry, um, their songs, their inspiration. So I'm going to pop on part two, and I hope you enjoy. Favorite line in this whole song, because there's so many good ones there's, to choose from. Ah, far I think my favorite one is Fitu two times, which is the southeast, and Fitu is seven in Samoan, mm. and I'm from. I was raised in Dovton, um, near Dandenong, and also now I'm staying in Cranbourne, and Dovton is three. 177 and Cranbourne is 3977 and Fitu two times means 77 so I'm like representing my um where I was born uh, where I was raised and where I'm currently standing so Fitu two times bitch this the southeast is like babes this is the southeast right here like you know what I mean yeah and and it's cute too because Fitu is like Samoan so it's like not only just my culture but it's also like where I was raised so that's so that's special where it is. and Nicole's behind me Nicole's from Cranbourne as well so like she feels that deeply too <laughs> yeah shout out to Nicole thanks for shout the coffees <laughs> um cool so Batty Bottoms absolute yeah. hit the other one that we must talk about is coffee and sex. Yes. So what was um, this one ins- <laughs> inspired? <laughs> pause, pause. <laughs> um, what was coffee and sex inspired by? Oh my God, coffee and sex. Um, coffee and sex was my first track I ever put out on um, SoundCloud because it's um, written on a type beat. Um, coffee and sex, I actually wrote, oh sorry, I wrote, for the SW workers, the sex workers. Mm. Um, there's a line that goes, um, don't be slick, add a couple diamonds to the wrist. If I throw it back, add another rack, work the pole, be out by six. So it's like about the girls getting their money. I wanted to represent, because it was my first track, I wanted to represent like what I support. And a lot of my community are SW workers. Mm. Um, so I just wanted to like empower them. So if they ever heard the song, like whilst they were working, they feel like, yeah, get my money, get my bag, live my best life. Mm. So that's why I said coffee and sex. Also the, the hook is, um, I like that full cream daddy got the full cream on. No soy milk, like that long black strong. So it's all like coffee references. Mm. So I was like, coffee and sex is kind of perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my favorite line. The one, um, no soy milk. Like that. Like, <laughs> everybody, 
I don't know Everybody why. Everybody says that. Because no you are like non-dairy presenting, <laughs> yeah. I would say. But here you are saying no soy milk, honey. I'll be We're honest. We're not even doing milk. I'm <laughs> such a fraud. I love soy milk. Oh. I'm such a fraud. I'm so sorry, everybody. Milk um, companies send me soy milk. <laughs> love you. Love you, darlings. Oh, bless. Well, maybe we can go through some of the lyrics here and, and you can unpack yes. what they all mean. Perfect. Um, so... I like a full cream daddy. Got that full cream on. Let's mm. start with that. What a fantastic line. I mean, like, you know, obviously I wanted to kind of like shed light on the different ethnicities and everything. So I was like, come on. After after full cream daddy, got that full cream on. No so milk, like that long black strong. Taste of brown sugar. So it's like, I want to represent mm. every different, you know, color, every different race ethnicity um yeah i was just kind of sh- shining light on everyone but using coffee references <laughs> yeah i love yeah. it um another line that i really loved you know i'm icy my clothes they be pricey mm. walk in it's a crime scene favorite flavored ice cream oh <laughs> too good um yeah you know i just wanted to like flex a bit um, you know, I'm icy. Michael's Debbie Pricey. Like, you know, just flex a little bit. Celebrate myself. <laughs> I love it. My fashion, my clothes. Um, favorite flavored ice cream. And then it goes into I like that full cream daddy. So it's kind of like mm. um getting ready for the hook again. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, all kind of links back to your identity in one way or another. Yeah, honestly, like I just wanted to give like um, queer people something to like really resonate with and um, just celebrate themselves and whatnot. I think that's like the purpose and intention that I um, that I carry every time I move with my music. <laughs> So sweet. Um, and I know as well you're a part of the House of Divine. Yes. And I know you've got the Leo Ball coming up. Yeah. Which has two Leos in these chairs. <laughs> I'm sure we're both very excited. Are you about. going? I missed out on tickets. No. I'm so cut. I was like, okay, wait, so excited. Let me, to go. let me work something out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but tell me, tell me all about the House of Divine. Yeah. How did it start? You know, oh. what do you, what do you do? What do you like to do? Um, so House of Divine started off um, in 2019, I believe, with five or four members. Um, it was created by Kiana, Kiana Divine. Kiana Orichi Divine. Orichi is Kiana's international um, house. And I am also a part of that house, House of Orichi. Shout out House of Orichi. Um, we started in 2019. And now we, we started off with four members or five members. And now we are a 14-member house, I believe. Um, and yeah, pretty much we were part of Ballroom in Australia. Ballroom was... It started in around the 1940s, 1960s, uh, 1940s, but um, I think 1960s is when it was like officially established. Um, and it was created by black and Latinx, trans and queer people uh, in Harlem, New York. And so obviously we, they're kind of like, I guess you could say, well, for, personally, I think they're like our ancestors and we are carrying their legacy through today's today's age mm. and yeah we're just using we're using their creation to create space for um black and indigenous queer people of color so yeah mm. and i love as well um how you're reshaping it into an australian context too so yeah. it's becoming something that's Definitely. really unique um to this part of the world mm-hmm. and can you tell us a bit about what we can expect from you at the upcoming Leo Ball? Or oh. is that a, a secret? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Honestly, um, with the Leo Ball, it is on August the 20th. I think the general tickets are sold out. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a surprise, because they go out quick. Mm. But um, Leo Ball, honestly, with the success of Taurus Ball, Leo Ball definitely is going to be pretty successful as well. Um you know, it is produced by Kiana Angel 
and myself and it's really cute because I think I'm jumping more into the back um behind the scenes back of house um roles for ballroom right now in Nam especially um but yeah I'm really excited for this there's a lot of people traveling into um from interstate Ooh. Uh, we got people from Sydney, Brisbane, Perth coming down to um, attend this ball. If you've got a ticket, you're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited. Um, honestly, it's really beautiful that we get to use, I guess you can say, like our power to create space for our people. And honestly, I couldn't have it any other way. Like, I kind of apply that to my music too creating space or opportunity for queer people to just like live through me if they can't do it for themselves you know what i mean cool and is there any new tracks or announcements that you want to make about what we can expect from yourself interesting um i've actually got two more shows i recently just performed at rainbow Mm -hmm. but i have two shows coming up i think it is the 25th 25th, um, I'm opening for Dirty Versace at Miscellaneo. And then on the 26th for The Pocket at Miscellaneo as well. So if you want to come and see a show, um, I would recommend buying a ticket. You can find it on my socials at It's July, J-U-L-A-I. And I also, we're working on um, the next track, so it's kind of exciting. This one's definitely going to have a music video, so I don't want to say too much, but pretty much it's just um, shining light on getting my bag. Mm. It's called, actually, I'll just say it. It's called Old Money, <laughs> produced by Pink Slips. So, yeah. July, thank you so much for coming in. No, thank you for having and sharing me. your story. Um, it's it's been a struggle, not gonna lie, getting up this Sunday morning, but it was so <laughs> worth it <laughs> to no. come see you. <laughs> so thank I, you. I can match in Mira, so thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. And that was a chat with July, a queer rapstress um, and performer that we had earlier today. And if you want to check them out, you can visit their social media, um, which is it's July. That's J U L. AI. I'll pop all those links uh, in our show notes today as well. If you're just joining us, this is Queering the Air here on 3CR. Um, and we're going to play one more song now. Um, who It's called Batty Bottoms. Um, and this is one of the songs that we were talking about earlier on in our interview. So here's Batty Bottoms by July. Yeah. 
3CR, Queering the Air. Um, that brings us to the end of our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on 3CR. Um, that last track was Baddie Bottoms by July. Um, and if you want to check out more of their songs, I'll pop uh, some links in my show notes. So visit the website 3cr.org.au forward slash Queering the Air. Um, it's been great. I hope everyone enjoys the rest of your Sunday afternoon. And up next is the wonderful Salam Radio Show.